We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 2nd, 2017. And I, I forgot to read these comments at the end of um, the, the Paul Martin interview that you just heard with Dave Hodges. There were some, I just looked at the comments below it. And this is another thing that I'm seeing a lot lately. And the one guy says, hey, YouTube, stop shutting down Dave Hodges' videos. Uh, every, I mean, every time I try to watch them, I always have to stop and behave, behave as if they're refreshing, only to not, only not to start playing again. What a coincidence this is only happens on the Common Sense shows. So in other words, a lot of these videos that's putting out very, very important information, a lot of people are having trouble getting access to those videos. Not only are they demonetizing the videos up on YouTube. I, and I've never made, I never made a dime off any of that stuff. Okay, I'm not, I'm not demonizing. I just have never gone that route. But a lot of these ministries evidently rely on that in the ads and the stuff like that on YouTube. And I guess they're pulling out the rug on all that stuff with anybody that's putting out any type of really, really high quality information. So that's also a confirmation that the information that we're looking at here is is. <laughs> You know, a step looking at it that, that it is valid because the new world order does not want you knowing this information that we're getting into another lady said same here it's been doing it for two weeks and again one of the things that i we've talked a lot about lately is the um attempt by the new world order to shut down the alternative media and that seems to be also in high gear as well and then another guy said Dave, be aware, the globalists are ready to make their move. Have you seen the cover of the newest edition of Foreign Affairs magazine? Brace yourself. I, I don't even know what that's in reference to, but it's probably something pretty horrific. Um, so let's go ahead and let's go to the next report here. And this is the real reason for attacking North Korea. Uh, in the, and this is a quote by Michael Fallon, British Defense Minister, BBC Today, April 25th, 2017. And he said, quote, In the most extreme circumstances, we have made it very clear that you can't rule out the use of nuclear weapons as a first strike. The politicians are speaking, and they are willing to use nuclear weapons as a first option against nations they do not agree with. North Korea is on the verge of being nuked, and the nations of the world, acting at the behest of the bankers, will soon turn their attention to Iran in a similar fashion. Iran's moment will come after Syria is eliminated, because the way to conquer Iran is through Syria. And isn't it also interesting that Syria's Assad is cast in the same light as North Korea? This is pure insanity. Um... It is, is it just a coincidence that Iran and North Korea are also two of the three nations that do not belong to the Rothschild family of central banks? Now, we talked a lot about how the Rothschilds are yoked up with Jared Kushner and, and also have been yoked up for decades with Donald Trump. Okay, so if you want to know more about that, just re re reference the, the last teachings we've been doing on this, I think it was the teaching before last where I got into both the, the real heavy-duty, long-term Rothschild, um, how they're yoked up with Donald Trump and Jared Kushner. Okay, Is it just a coincidence that Iran and North Korea are also two of the three remaining nations that do not belong to the Rothschild family of central banks? Wow. In the year of 2000, there were seven countries without a Rothschild-owned central bank. They were Afghanistan, Iraq, Sudan, Libya, Cuba, North Korea, and Iran. The only countries left after 2011, though, without a central bank owned by the Rothschild banking families were just three. Because Afghanistan, Iraq, Sudan, and Libya all had then, at that point, Rothschild central banks. Hadn't we went into Afghanistan and Iraq? In Libya, in particular, those those countries, to destabilize them, to instart, yeah, we had. Didn't we have boots on the ground, troops, wars there? Yeah, we had. A lot of it was to establish the Rothschild, and there were other agendas. They were guarding the, you know, the poppy in um, Afghanistan and in, in making sure that that the heroin production went through the roof, so we could create a lot of drug addicts here in America and. And that would be one way where we were absolutely demon-infesting America is through the drugs coming in. And we literally, I mean, they've interviewed troops. I've, I've played the clips where they openly admit they guard the poppy fields. 
which is how opium is made, are troops. And that popium, opium production has exploded since we've been in Afghanistan. I mean, it's just absolute total insanity. And that's just one of the... You have the oil over there. I mean, it's totally insane. So there were seven nations in 2007. Seven countries without a Rothschild-owned central bank. Four, four of those, though, all of them we had major parts in, typically with war. America did. Four of those fell, and now they have Rothschild central banks. Now there's only three left. Cuba, North Korea, and Iran. Every country on the Rothschild defiance list has been invaded by the United States, or is about to be invaded. So in other words, the United States, and I guess NATO to a lesser extent, is kind of like the enforcement arm of the Rothschild central banking family, is the way it sounds to me, you know. Um, in other words, and some will not find this a least bit shocking, every war of occupation that the U.S. has fought has been done on behalf of the Rothschild banking cartel. The Rothschilds have been around for hundreds of years. There was a movie a long time ago, Doc Marquis sent it to me a long time ago. And I know Doc Marquis has issues, okay? I, I, I get it. But when he did his tour in the Proxy Club, I started, uh, I don't know, emailing him back and forth. And he sent me these videos. He sent me um, some on the Nazi Third Reich. Really, I mean, stuff that, you know, you don't see. And he sent me this one video on the Rothschild family. I mean, it was like a movie from like the 1930s, I think. It was like... And it was on their whole history and, and how they're, they're, the reason that they were called the Rothschilds is on the outside of their door when they were in this Jewish ghetto, wherever they were at, um, they had the hexagram painted. And it was a red door with the hexagram painted, and that's why they call them Rothschild, which means red shield. That's how we got the hexagram, which is one of the highest symbols of witchcraft amalgamated into the, into the Israeli flag. They had a lot to do with that, and how he sent his sons out to start banking, uh, major banking things during this Napoleonic War, and and how they ended up funding both sides of the war, and that's how they ended up taking over the banking cartels. Okay, so continuing forward, um, again, just re to re restate one of the things I just said: every country on the Rothschild defiance list has been invaded by the United States or is about to be invaded. Other than, I don't think, Cuba, you know. But, um, okay, so lessons from JFK. Most JFK assassination researchers will claim that JFK was assassinated in order to accomplish three primary goals. All of the following events happened within nine months of JFK's death. Number one, reversal of JFK's nuclear test ban as his replacement, L LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, produced more nuclear weapons in American history and this happened within three months of JFK's murder. So it's the war machine. It's the military-industrial complex. The military-industrial complex, or MIC, was happy as they were interlocked with the bankster allies, primarily the Rothschilds. Number two, reversal of JFK's stay-out-of-Vietnam policy. This was accomplished through the assassination of the leaders of both Vietnam and the United States, carried out by the CIA, less than three weeks apart. Vietnam was a cash cow for the establishment banks and the MIC. For example, Rockefeller owned Chevrolet, which received the bulk of defense contracts for the Vietnam conflict. The, prof the profits were enormous. Following the phony Gulf of Tonkin um, false flag non-event, the U.S. had 100,000 combat troops stationed in South Vietnam. This was accomplished in only nine months. Keep in mind that JFK had even announced that the combat advisors would be brought home following that year. So he didn't want us in the Vietnam War. Um, he didn't want to um, increase the nuclear weapons. There, there's even more reasons beyond this that they killed JFK. This, these are just three of the main ones. Number three, JFK had a great disdain for the debt enslavement system of the Federal Reserve. He ordered the production of silver certificates which threatened the monopoly of the Federal Reserve. And, of course, when JFK was murdered, that threat disappeared. you got you got to keep us on this fiat, fake currency that is backed by nothing. Okay? And, again, it's in that time era after his death, we were totally taken off any silver coinage, essentially. And um, 
the money was essentially at that point nothing was backing it okay so yeah yeah that's what um it's a big reason they killed him so when we look at the historical pattern there can be can there be any doubt as to who really is running the deep state and ultimately our country um Russian troops are pouring into Syria. Russia is beefing up both Syria's and Iran's surface-to-air missile system. Why? Because the Russians, the Syrians, and the Iranians know what is coming. Taking Syria is the first key to taking Iran. Iran is a special prize. First, Iran is damaging the petrodollar of the Federal Reserve by selling oil for gold to the BRICS nations, which are Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Another historical example um, also, so again, this is a big reason why they want to go after Iran, okay, because it's damaging the petrodollar, and because there's not a Rothschild banking uh, cartel in there, and then Syria for all the obvious reasons, and we've mentioned that a lot in the recent teachings. Another historical example is the overthrow of Gaddafi in Libya, which is another country that didn't have a Rothschild-owned banking cartel in it, okay? We talked a lot about this, but this is even another um, confirmation Gaddafi's murder is instructive of why the world's governments are moving against North Korea, Syria, and ultimately Iran. The government of Gaddafi brought the Libyan government from poverty and debt to prosperity and debt-free status in 41 years. Not to say Gaddafi was perfect, okay, by any stretch of the imagination, but a lot of good stuff did happen under, under his regime there. In Libya, health care was free, and the Libyan pharmacies and hospitals were comparable to high-grade European medical facilities. This con contrast with america where our where our death by doctor fatalities reached uh 225,000 last year unlike america where we hoard our wealth to the tune of 128 trillion of underground resources uh like oil natural gas etc gaddafi's oil revenue sharing program helped bring good measure of prosperity to each libyan as they receive 500 dollars deposited into his or her bank account each month my word did you know that if the first bailout of Wall Street had been applied to America's home mortgages, all Americans would now own their own homes free and clear. No, they got to have an absolute total debt up to our eyeballs. Speaking of homes, when Libyans married, each couple were gifted with $60,000 to do with it as they please. In America, we double tax our couples under the so-called marriage penalty tax. It is so satanic what they've done to Americans in this country. Uh, I mean... Unlike America, where college tuition costs rose at a rate eight times faster than the cost of living, education from grade school through the college in Libya is free, and the Libyan government paid for college students to study uh, specialty subjects overseas. Libya gave free land and seeds to anyone who wanted to farm the land. In America, we SWAT team raw dairy farmers, organic food producers, and the Amish. Meanwhile, Farmers are increasingly being forced to use unlabeled, cancer-causing GMO Terminator seeds from Monsanto. 40 loaves of bread cost just 15 cents at the time of Libya's revolution. I don't say that could be possible, but the prices of our food staples have more than doubled over the past 18 months. And I just heard this thing today where now student federal loans are, I don't know how, into the, over a trillion now. And it is the largest uh, debt period in america it's exceeded mortgages and everything else the federal um student debt loan system you know that um exists remember the bible says the borrower is slave to the lender and the word more mortgage if you break it down mort means death like a mortician or a mortuary mort means death gauge means contract so a mortgage gauge is a death contract, essentially. Okay, so um, at the time of Gaddafi's assassination, the price of gas was around 14 cents per gallon. The major reason that gas prices exploded was because our dollar was losing value. You say oil prices have stabilized and have actually decreased, with a question mark. You are correct, and that is because we are in a deflationary phase before the dollar finally dies a natural death. The world is running from the dollar. The stock market is greatly escalating. If you know your 1929 history, you know what lies next, meaning in 1929 then they had the, the uh, stock market collapse and then the Great Depression. I have interviewed attorney Ellen Brown on several occasions, and she argues in the Asia Times that Libya, like Iraq, under Hussein, challenged the supremacy of the dollar and the Western banks. 
the Bush plan was to take out seven countries in five years. Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Iran, and on the periphery of this enemies list was also Venezuela, Cuba, and North Korea. Isn't that interesting that this, the, these axis of evil nations, as we have called them, have one thing in common? What is, that, what is the common denominator? In the context of banking, one fact that sticks out is that none of these countries are listed among the 56 member banks of the Bank for International Settlements, or the BIS. This puts them outside the long regulatory arm of the central banker's central bank, which is in Switzerland. The avoidance of being a debt slave to the central banksters is not permitted, and such violators risk having the full force of the U.S. military being brought down upon them to enforce the, quote, right for the central bankers to force involuntary servitude as their unholy order. And, and again, maybe all the stuff that's coming to America... Maybe in God's eyes, this has a lot to do with it. I mean, it would, I think. I mean, even if we, I mean, it's not like I've been a part of this, but America is the source where a, a lot of the, the, the military death arm against these countries, not to say all these countries were perfect, but neither are we, through the Rothschild banking cartel, has, it's been used as like the military death arm to impose their will on these countries, and maybe that's another big reason why America is going to be in the crosshairs of judgment. Because, I mean, like I said, just look at the first part of today's teaching. Man, I mean, it wouldn't take much. It would not take much for the dominoes to start falling and the cascade of events and all it would take is that Orville Dam and I mean man there's so many things that are already prepositioned here oh boy that's why I start off the teachings I try to start off the teachings with Bible verses and let's get our eyes fi fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ because I mean if we just focus in on the negative you know that's not faith that's not you know we want to focus in on the Lord Jesus Christ, but I also want to warn you at the same time of, of what the, the handwriting on the wall here. So, going forward, other examples. These are other examples of these types of things. Lincoln attempted to use greenbacks as a currency and was shot in the head. JFK printed, quote, C-notes, which would have had eventually debased the Federal Reserve dollar, and he was shot in the head. Um, Hussein, I guess Saddam Hussein was selling only for euros, selling, I guess, oil, only for euros, not the petrodollar, and now he's dead. Gaddafi was talking about a gold dinar and not using the petrodollar, and now he's dead. Now, these are just some of the reasons they're dead, but it always, it, it seems like a lot of this goes back to, well, Hussein was one of the Iraqi countries that didn't have a Rothschild um, uh, banking cartel in it. Gaddafi, Libya, was another one that didn't have a Rothschild banking thing. So, um, and soon Assad of Syria will be dead for the same reasons. He also doesn't have the Rockefeller banking. Um, North Korea also doesn't have, now granted, North Korea, I'm not saying that guy is not anything but a total nutcase, but North Korea, that leadership will soon be dead most likely. Iranian leadership, I'm not saying they're perfect either, is selling oil for gold to Russia, China, and India. Soon Iran will be invaded and their leaders will be killed and with the commencement of World War III. Again, that lines up with every kind of thing that we've been talking about recently. And how North Korea and Iran and Syria will all have a lot to do with that kicking off of World War III. Our young adult children have inherited the economic work ruled by debt slavery. I have written before that there are 317,000 waiters and waitresses with college degrees. And this accompanies the 160,000 custodians who also have college degrees in America. And, are, and they are significantly underemployed. I mean, you literally... Just talking to my daughter, I mean, if you want to be, have like, um, put it this way, if you have a four-year degree, that's like the new, what you would normally just need a two-year degree for, now you have to have a four-year degree for, bachelor's degree. For a lot of jobs that, I mean, you can't even believe you would need a four-year degree for them, because... There's such a glut of people looking for jobs that these companies can say, well, we, we're, we're only going to take somebody with a, that has a four-year degree for this particular position that normally you would only really need an associate's 
of arts degree, like a two-year degree for. Now we're going to require you to have a four-year degree. And so many of the people now that have four-year degrees can't get a job in, in the degree that they've got the four-year degree for. There's too much competition. There's not enough jobs. Our jobs have been shipped overseas. I mean, a lot of the stuff that, you know, supposedly that Trump's trying to bring back, a lot of that's been shipped overseas. A lot of those jobs have, are gone. Um, a lot of them, I mean, then you look at all the stuff they've given to the Muslims that have come over here, a lot of the stuff that they've given to the illegal aliens that come here, all the free stuff they get. It's just unbelievable. They are literally are doing everything they can do to try to destroy the middle class of America. Like I said. And so, um, going further here, Okay, so you've got 317,000 waiters and waitresses with college degrees, uh, 160,000 custodians who also have college degrees, and these are ones that are significantly underemployed. One-third of young adults in the, their 20s and their early 30s live with their parents, and that is because the college loan debt is astronomical. Highest now debt of any other debt in America. I just heard that today on the radio. So solid sociology experts are warning that these unfair economic practices will have grave implications for everything from social cohesion to the family formation this is the goal of the globalist the modern day founding father of sociology amatai etazoni once said the family can exist without the state however the state cannot exist without the family the most effective way to destroy america's sovereignty and usher in the new world order is to destroy the family destroying the family will destroy the country Unlike Gaddafi's Libya, the government is not lifting a finger to help the families of the middle class. Remember, the middle class is what has to be destroyed in order in America in order for the New World Order, it's the last domino that needs to fall, in order for the New World Order to be implemented. I've heard that many times over and over. For that matter, this administration is irreparably destroying the underclass by keeping them addicted to welfare. Isn't destroying the family one of the primary goals of Satan? Absolutely. So these are just some headlines from the last week okay major conflict with north korea possible kim jong-un readies for war senators told that the situation is very great the, i'm just reading you the bullet point headlines senators told north korea urgent uh told north korea urgent national security threat u.s military prepared to act hawaii is now threatened high alert u.s war fleet within strike range urgent national security threat move missiles to hawaii now uh chinese troops along the north korean border on high alert amid fears of more missile tests Nuclear track attack drills held outside of Manhattan. Um, NBC News, how to survive. And I believe that was that Operation uh, Gotham Shield. Admiral suggests Hawaii beef up their defenses. D.C. responders prepare for complex terror attack. All senators invited to White House briefing on North Korea. Military convoys headed to Seattle. Armed guards on freeway. Fresh Gotham Shield footage at MetLife Stadium. Operation Gotham Shield, there's the document if you want to read it. So, okay, and then now we have, the, and it's funny because I got these reports this week and it's like they all just fit together like hand and glove. And that's so many times when I do a study, that's how things just fall together. And this one is in, entitled, Terrorists Are, are Us, U.S., meaning Terrorists Are Us, U.S. Wake up, seven countries, USA, plan to destroy, including Syria. Now, this is a totally unrelated report from the last one. Totally different source, totally unrelated, but basically coming to the same conclusion. Since we, the United States, are so against terrorism, I suggest we start a corporation like Toys R Us, but call it Terrorists R Us, but the Us is the U.S. Okay. And, number one, go into Iraq and kill 1.5 million people. Oops, we already have done that. Now, remember, they used a lot of depleted uranium. I'm not saying all our troops went in there and were trying to whatever. But we used a lot of depleted uranium, which were what they tipped the ballistics with on the warheads. Not only did that kill them and spread all types of uh, all kind of radiation that's literally atomized into the air from the ballistics, but it also affect our, affected our troops in an absolutely horrific way. Um, shortened their lifespan, short, um, um, absolutely, totally devastated their sperm. They then came home, spread it to their wives. Their their children were were um, so many of the times deformed, or they couldn't have children. Um, Twenty two veterans commit suicide every day in America. Statistical fact. 
Um, then they basically make the VA a joke so that they can't get any type of real help. They vaccinate these troops to the gills with all these experimental vaccines and they, and they have no right to know what's being even given to them according uh, because of the executive order that Bill Clinton passed when he was in office. I used to, I actually cited that in my uh, teaching I did on the avian flu. There's all these things we've done to our own troops and there's all these things we've done in other countries that have made, us, made them hate our guts. All of these people we've killed all because of uh, a, a, really a lot at the behest of this Rothschild banking cartel because they weren't playing ball. They didn't have the Rothschild banks in their country or we wanted to, and again in Afghanistan, make sure that we, we get the poppy production escalated and we, and we spread that misery all around the world in the form of heroin and all these people addicted to Oxycontin and all these opiate-based painkillers, which is where you get what you derive from poppy, okay, the opium. Driven. And then it's about controlling the oil and just controlling those regions in general. Okay, so then number two, let's go into Afghanistan and kill half a million people. Oops, we've already done that. Then number three, let's go into Libya and kill a quarter million people. Oops, we've already done that. This report is written in a very sarcastic way. I'm just kind of warning you. Then it says, hmm, we're running out of people to kill and countries to destroy. So let's go into Syria and see how many we can kill in Syria. After all, Assad must be a bad guy, so we should kill at least a million of his people like we did to Saddam in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Libya because Saddam was a bad guy. But oops, he wasn't, he wasn't because he didn't have any weapons of mass destruction that 16 of our line intelligence alphabet soup agencies lied about regarding non-existent weapons of mass destruction. Okay. Um, this has all been proven, and Bush even admitted to that. There was no weapons of mass destruction. He joked about it. Well, then, since we aren't any weapon, since there aren't any weapons of mass destruction, let's lie and say that Saddam was throwing babies out of incubators. That was proven to be a total made-up lie. That girl that was saying that, that was fake crying, total lie. Okay. Yeah, that will get the U.S. people on our side to kill one and a half million Iraqis and destroy the whole country of Iraq. Terrorists are us, meaning U.S. Uh, we've already destroyed Iraq, so we'll have to find other countries to destroy. Okay, let's try that babies thing in Syria. Because it worked before to trick the USA sheeple. So let's have Trump say on April 7, 2017, quote, When you kill innocent children, innocent babies, babies, little babies, with a chemical gas attack that's so lethal, end of quote. Trump said that during a press conference. That was his justification for not launching the 59 cruise missiles at that basically unoccupied Air Force base, or that joke of an Air Force base, supposedly in whatever, retaliation. Yeah, now let's go into Syria now and see how many we can kill in Syria because Assad must be a bad guy, even those people elected him and love him via an election run on July, June 4, 2014, um, where Assad captured another seven-year term after winning almost 90% of the people's vote. I, like I said, I said this last week, I watched an interview with that guy, man, and I mean, I'm telling you, I don't think he is a bad dude at all. Uh, you look at the guy, and he just laid it all out. He did it very, very eloquently. And we, we got to demonize him, though. We got to have the justification and the demonization to go in there and impose our will to take control of the oil pipelines in the region, to uh, there's a and again there was a lot of different reasons for that. It's also the gateway into Iran. There's a lot of different reasons they want to take Syria. It's also one of the 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 things that they'll use to kick off World War III. Um, a lot of different reasons there. Anyway, uh, let's see here. But let's lie and say the people hate him and that he is bombing the people that love him. And then we can go into Syria like we did in Iraq and Afghanistan, Libya, and kill millions. I mean, he was literally, it was the day before they were going to have peace talks. They were literally kicking um, ISIS's butt. And he supposedly goes and gasses his own people on the verge of peace talks. On the, on, and after they were winning the war with I No, no, no. It's because we had to have some type of false flag event. He supposedly he gasses his own people in order to re-get the upper hand and demonize Assad. I, and I, I got into all this in, in the recent teachings. I, and I hate to say this, but the USA is just literally at the source of all of this evil. 
they 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 may not be the source well, you can look at the rothschilds which is literally the the top family in the illuminati and has been probably for a couple hundred years are they doing the rothschilds yes i do believe that okay are they the ones pulling the switch yeah but who's pulling the switch of them satan and his fallen angels okay if you really want to go to the top of the food chain um but we are that military arm that is doing this and again this is this may be a very very large reason why we are going to be judged uh, in the crosshairs because this nation has been the tool of satan in order to implement all, so many of the satanic agendas now are we also the most giving nation as far as to missions and things yeah and i, I believe that god's grace and his mercy has it, it, there's a real dichotomy going on here in this nation that's existed for a long long time you know and, and i don't want to blame the good people that live here on the military industrial complex they're two separate things but unfortunately they're in the same nation and at some point something's got to give and like i said in the first part of this teaching there's so many things that could kick off that could just cause this cascading of event but god has been merciful to us no matter what he has been merciful to America. And I know not all my listeners are in America, but I'm telling, I'm kind of gauging this from the only perspective I have, which is an American citizen. Uh, so let's go further here. Uh, okay, so all we have to do on the lamestream news like NBC, ABC, Fox, CNN is repeatedly lie over and over again that Assad is bombing his people until the american sheeple believe the lie and now i'm not i'm not telling i'm not saying that to my listeners but people in general when they refer to the american sheeple that's what they're talking about the masses the broad masses even though assad is bombing the rebels and assad is not bombing his own people assad loves his people and is fighting against the rebels on behalf of his people yep um, that he will give us warmongers of the corporation of the united states more money from war and we can shoot off another 59 missiles at 1.5 million dollars per missile over which was over 100 million dollar profit for the warmongers but what remember the the, the missile stocks the, the company that made those missiles the stocks like zoomed up the next day well they had 59 more missiles they had to restock at 1.5 million per missile that's a lot of money that was made from that one launch from trump over a total lie Total false flag event lie. We got into all the ways that that was a false flag, a total made-up lie about these children. And I, I think it was the last teaching that I did, okay? But hey, it's all about the military-industrial complex. Over a $1 million profit for the warmongers, um, but also a $1 million cost for the American sheeple. For hitting an empty airport that we gave two hours advance warning to Russia and China that we were going to strike. But we warmongers, and I don't say that we, but the warmongers got our $100 million plus from the American taxpayers. And then later we can flatten Damascus into a pile of rubble. And the Bible does predict that Damascus will be destroyed, totally. So, this, okay, then let's progress into this. Bush convicted of war crimes in absentia. The Kuala Lumpur War Crimes Commission found George W. Bush guilty of war crimes in absentia for the illegal invasion of Iraq. This, um, now, this was a little bit dated. This is from May 12, 2012. But, again, it very, very much relates to what we're talking about today. And this did happen, okay? Now, there was no teeth to this, but it did happen in in what was the first ever conviction of its kind anywhere in the world, the former U.S. president and seven key members of his administration were yesterday found guilty of war crimes. Bush, Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld, Donald Rumsfeld and their legal advisors, Alberto Gonzalez, David Addington, William Hayes, Jay Bybee, and John Yo were tried in absentia in Malaysia. That's where Kuala Lumpur is. The trial held... In Kuala Lumpur, heard harrowing witness accounts from victims of torture who suffered at the hands of U.S. soldiers and contractors in Iraq and Afghanistan. They included testimony from British man Mosmam Beg and ex-Guantanamo detainee and Iraqi woman Jamali Abbas Hamidi, who was tortured in the notorious Abu Dhabi Abu Ghraib prison. 
At the end of the week-long hearing, the five-panel tribunal unanimously delivered guilty verdicts against Bush, Cheney, Rumsfeld, and their key legal advisors, who were all convicted of war crimes for torture, cruel, inhumane, and degrading treatment. For, for full transcripts of the trial, and again, we shouldn't even, even have been there. They weren't throwing babies out of incubators and this type of stuff. Iraq wasn't a part of the, of the whole Rothschild banking cartel thing. I mean, every time, you know, that they're trying to get us into these wars, essentially, it's some big gigantic lie they're perpetuating in order to get the American people on board. Okay? Uh, so, full transcripts of the charges, witness statements, and other relevant material will now be sent to the chief prosecutor of the International Criminal Court, as well as the United Nations and Security Council. They're not going to do anything with it. United Nations is behind this as well. They're cheering them on. Okay? It's just the, it's just the American military industrial complex is the chief um, strong arm of it. It's, it's they're the chief military arm, enforcement arm of this all. Uh, again, this goes on and on. I, I don't think I'm going to even read the rest of this because it's, it's if you want to read the rest of this, I'm just going to put it here. Um... But it gets into all the specifics about the charges and everything else that was that they got into here. Um, throughout the week, the tribunal was packed with legal experts and law students as witnesses gave testimony in their cross-examination by defense led by lawyer Jason K. Kit Leon. The court heard how Abbas Abid, a 48-year-old engineer from Fallujah in Iraq, had his fingernails removed by pliers. Uh, Ali Shalal was attached with bare electrical wires and electrocuted and hung from a wall. Mosman Berg was beaten, hooded, and put in solitary confinement. Jamalil was stripped and humiliated and was used as a human shield whilst being transported by helicopter. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to read some of this. In response to questions about the difference between Bush and Obama administrations, he added, if President Bush was the president of extrajudicial torture, then U.S. President Barack Obama is the president of extrajudicial killing through drone strikes. Um, and then, so we go further. Um, so it said, the, the prosecution case rested on proving how the decision makers at the highest level, President Bush, Vice President Dick Cheney, who is Satan, I've gotten into that in other studies. Secretary of Defense Feld Rumsfeld, aided and abetted by lawyers and other commanders and CIA officials, all acted in concert. Torture was systematically applied and became an accepted norm. According to the prosecution, the testimony of all the witnesses exposed a sustained perpetual perpetuation of brutal, barbaric, cruel, and dehumanizing course of conduct against them. Now, this is also another big reason why the Muslims hate our guts so bad. Because of this. And again, I think a lot of this was designed so that they would hate our guts so bad and refer to us as the great Satan because of this. And trust me, these stories have spread all around the Middle East. This isn't something that's... And they're just waiting, licking their chops, blaming the, collect, the collective, all, all Americans, Americans collectively for when they're finally turned loose on us for all the Islamic terror cells that are already here. And in their mind, they're justified because of all this stuff our military-industrial complex did to these other countries, you know, in the Middle East. Uh, so, these acts of crime were applied cumulatively to inflict the worst possible pain and suffering, said lawyers. Uh, so, this ends by saying... The tribunal recommends to the War Crimes Commission to give the widest international publicity to this conviction and grant of reparations as these are universal crimes for their for which there is responsibility upon nations to institute prosecutions of if any of these accused persons may enter their jurisdictions. Terrorists, and then it goes back to their main report, terrorists are U.S., us. Wake up, people. It isn't Assad that killed millions of people in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Libya and destroyed Iraq, Afghanistan, and Libya. It was the USA, and now we are about to destroy Syria. General Wesley Clark reported in 2012 to use the 2001 attacks as a justification to invade seven countries in five years. Okay, now he learned this after, I think, 9-11... We're going to listen to his quote in a second. But General Wesley Clark reported in 2012, I guess he, I don't know if he waited that long to say this or whether he said it before then, 
that we were to use, I believe, the 9-11 attacks as a justification to invade the seven countries in five years. This was their justification. They created 9-11. Our, our government had everything to do with 9-11, okay? And, and that was our justification to invade seven countries in five years. The following countries in red have already been thrown into utter chaos by the USA, interference, and direct wars. And again, you have to look at, okay, but who's, okay, Rothschild, the Illuminati, the banking cartels, for the reasons that we've already mentioned as well. It's not just the USA acting independently. There's a lot, they're, they're, they're puppet masters, okay? Ultimately, they're all puppet masters of Satan and his fallen angels and his demons and devils, okay? The Illuminati, though, is the ones that are giving the order and the Rothschilds being at the head of the snake. The seven countries US, USA plan to destroy, Iraq, Libya, Lebanon, Syria, Somalia, Sudan, and Iran. A lot of overlap from the last report I just said. Okay, General Wesley, and just to give you a little background on General Wesley Clark. General Wesley Kane Clark, born December 23rd, 1944, is a retired general of the United States Army. He graduated as valedictorian of the class of 1966 at West Point, was awarded a Rhodes Scholarship to the University of Oxford. He later graduated from the Commanded and General Staff College with a master's degree in military science. He spent 34 years in the U.S. Army, receiving many military decorations, several honorary knighthoods, and the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Clark commanded Operation Allied Force in the Kosovo War during his term as the Supreme Allied Commander of Europe of NATO from 1997 to 2000. So the guy's got a lot of credentials. Um, and just let's, let's listen to what he has to say. Okay, so this is General Wesley Clark, the guy I just gave you all his accolades and all that stuff his bio um speaking on a i don't know it says democracy democracy now tv show okay and wars were planned seven countries in five years okay <laughs> this is one of our highest ranking generals in the know coming out saying this openly about 10 days after 9 11 i went through the pentagon and I now i know he sounds a lot like bush i thought he was bush it's not. It's General Wesley Clark. Saw Secretary Rumsfeld and and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the Joint Staff who had used used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, "Sir, you gotta come in. You gotta come in and talk to me a second. I said, "Well, you're too busy." He said, "No, no." He says, "We've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq." This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? So 9-11 had just happened. This was, the tw this was nine days later. Okay. 9-11. Okay. September 11th. This was the 20th of September. They're saying nine days later, we've made the decision to go to... This was... See, they did 9-11, not only for the human sacrifice victims, but there were so many other reasons. There, there, I mean, my word, I could probably do a five-hour study on that alone, all the reasons for 9-11. But... The primary reason were to invade these other countries as a pretext, as a justification to go in there, to take control of them, to destabilize them, to inflict maximum carnage, and, and to impose our will, and a lot of the other agendas I've already mentioned. Hi. He said, I don't know. He doesn't know why they're going to invade Iraq. We don't know. He said, I guess they don't know what else to do. Well, the military-industrial complex has to have war. That's how they make money. That's how they get their human sacrifice victims. And, and again, it's, war is the most largest money-making, profiteering machine that there is. And Amer the Americans are the one that's funding the wars. So uh, I said, well, so they're bleeding us dry while they're making billions. That's another thing. And while they're getting their human sacrifice victims, and while they're taking control, and while they're inserting their own puppet dictators, which are more radical than the ones that we're taking out. They're more radically Muslim most of the time, so that when World War III kicks off, they'll have some of the worst, most radical Muslims in place that will also be, you know, a tool of Satan. They find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda. He said, no, no. He says there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like, we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. 
So I came back to see him a few weeks later. Remember, Iraq didn't have a Rothschild-controlled bank, banking cartel. That was probably the main reason. They weren't playing ball. They weren't, they were, um, what was the thing? They were wanting to use euros, I believe, to denominate um, without, you know, outside the petrodollar, outside the, you know, which is really the one main reason the dollar has survived is because of its reserve world currency status. And a lot of that's the whole having to denominate oil in American dollars is the, what is the main reason one of the main reasons the dollar has remained propped up and is still the world's reserve currency. And if you take away the whole petrodollar status, the dollar will collapse and they cannot have that. And this is another gigantic reason we went in there. So see, it's not just one reason. It's a lot of different... There's probably reasons I don't even know about beyond that. But I'm, I'm giving you probably some of the main ones. And by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said... He reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. I mean, it, it, this is unbelievable. They're, they had this all planned ahead of time. All planned ahead of time. And... Most of those countries did not have a Rothschild central banking cartel. And again, there was a lot of reasons beyond that. Just destabilize them, at least get their most radical people in. I mean, Gaddafi wasn't perfect, but what they got in there was far more radical. And that happened every single time we went in there and destabilized these countries. And again, I shudder to think the judgment America has coming upon it from that alone. Uh, uh, there's a lot of other reasons, too. The truth about the Middle East. The truth is about the Middle East is, had there been no oil there, it would be like Africa. Yep. Nobody is threatening to intervene in Africa. The problem is the opposite. We keep asking for people to intervene and stop it. And there In other words, we control the oil in the Middle East, then we can control the world's, the petrodollar and, the, and, the, and our... Um, having them denominate in dollars in order to buy oil okay and we can also control the pipelines and things of this nature that was another gigantic reason we were we were there in the middle east and we had to demonize them and do what we did there's uh there's no question that the presence of petroleum throughout the region has sparked great power involvement whether that was the specific motivation for the coup or not i can't tell you but but there was definitely, there's always been this attitude that somehow we could intervene and use force in the region. About 10 days after 9 Okay, I'm not going to play this one, but this one is um, General Wesley Clark explains ISIS was created by U.S. allies. And I've said that many, many times. Al-Qaeda, I mean, oh, I wish it wasn't the case, but unfortunately... This is the situation we find this in, and um, I, I know that these studies aren't exactly positive and fun and uplifting, but um, the truth is usually a brutal thing, <laughs> and um, it's important we do have a love for the truth, no matter how brutal it may be, and these are a lot of things, I, like I said, these are not things you're going to hear in your average 501c3 corporate church in america they're not going to get into this stuff it's it's gonna uh, it would annihilate their their um tithing of their members they would have a mass exodus out of the church they're not going to get their their ears tickled like the bible talks about they're going to violate their 501c3 charter whereas they're not supposed to speak about these types of things particularly of a political nature they might have the irs come in um, and start monitoring them, shut down the church, lose their 501c3 status. And, and again, I'm not motivated, motivated by any of that. And that means nothing to me. You know, that's why I'm doing what I do and I've done it for as long as I have. And, and I really believe the only reason I've been able to do it is because of God's grace, because of his providence, because of his protection. And I'm not saying I'm the only watchman that's done this, but I'm saying in my personal case, I will give all the praise and the honor and the glory to the Lord Jesus Christ.
because I shouldn't be I shouldn't have been able to do what I've been doing for as long as I have and say the things that I've been saying and have gotten away with it. I've had multiple witch covens try to kill me. I mean, I know that. I've had multiple confirmations on that. And praise God, I'm I'm still here and in, you know, we all have an appointed time to die. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. So, um, just live your life like that is the case. Like, okay, you know, I, I have an appointed time to die and there's nothing that's going to really change that. And you live your life that way and things are just a little, they're different for you because you go through life and you just live for the Lord Jesus Christ and and you're not worrying so much about, oh, am I going to die? Am I going to do this? You know, it's, it's a, it's a, well, it's, it's the way Stonewall Jackson lived. I, I can tell you that right now. I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm for war and all this other stuff, but he was, that was what he had said before he went into, um, after one of the battles, when he basically was like, basically walking through, you know, bullets of, uh, or, or hails of gunfire, and all these people were literally targeting the guy, and he didn't die. He didn't die, and they would come up to him after, like, how could you be so... He says, well, he says, I've just, I know that it's appointed unto man wants to die and that, that appointment, and I'm paraphrasing here, there's nothing you can do to change it. So, um, live boldly for Christ. I'm not saying I'm the perfect example of that or anything else like that, but just live boldly for Christ and, and, and do the right thing and stay close to the Lord. These are a lot of things to pray about, um, a lot of things that we can educate other people about. If you feel so led fast about them, and if if the body of Christ knew this at large in America, and we're really praying and fasting about these issues, I do truly believe that that God could would intervene and He could change a lot of these things. But there's just too many of the quote Christians in America that are asleep, you know, and the churches are by and large just kind of asleep, and and they don't talk about this kind of stuff. So. Um, that's all I have for today. We'll go ahead and close us out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and all you've given us, Lord. Um, I thank you, Lord, for letting us come together again to explore these these teachings, Lord, as brutal as they are, uh, as sobering as this information is, Lord. I do, I do pray, God, that you convict us regardless of what you want us to do with this information, Lord. Because it's not for entertainment value, Lord. Um, I pray that we would be take the information that we have gotten to take the information that we might see on an everyday basis and do with it as you would will whether that's prepping preparing helping others educating others sounding the clarion call lord whatever it may be i pray that you convict all of my listeners individually exactly what you want us to do in our everyday lives regarding this type of information how you want us to pray lord god if you want us to fast who you want us to educate I pray that you specifically help the body of Christ prepare in whatever way, shape, and form is necessary for what is coming. I pray, God, that you forgive us for any and all sins we have committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I pray that your name be glorified through the body of Christ, through my listeners, through this ministry, Lord God. I pray, God, for your protection of the innocent, Lord, of the um, babies, Lord God, that are being scheduled to be aborted, Lord, at the abortion factories, God, of, of all the innocent children and babies that are scheduled to be sacrificed in occult ceremonies or for that are in child trafficking, Lord, and uh, all these pedophile rings, Lord God, going on worldwide, all the Christians that are being persecuted and all the innocent that are being persecuted, I pray to God for your divine intervention, Lord God, in regard to every single case worldwide, Lord, and that you would deliver these these um, Christians, Lord, these innocents, according to your will, Lord, that you would deliver them and, and bless them and protect them, Lord God, and that you'd use them mightily, God, for your glory. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.